Earth. Here we go. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a. I don't give a. I don't give a fuck. I'm willing to die for this shit. I done cried for this shit. Might take a lie for this shit. Put the Bible down and go out for a knife for this shit. D.O.T. My enemy won't catch a vibe for this shit. Ayy. I've been stumped out in front of my mama. My daddy commissary made it to commas. Bitch, all my grandma's dead. So ain't nobody praying for me. I'm on your head. Ayy. 30 millions later, no defense watching. Auntie on my telegram, like, be cautious. I be hanging out at Tams, I be on Stockton. I don't do it for the ground, I do it for Compton. I'm willing to die for the shit, nigga. Yes, people. Had to come hard this week. But you know what the fuck is going down. It's a big week, people. We're bringing you the shit. We're taking it to the end game. Yeah, you know, you know. So, before we get to this, let me um, let me do this UK box office top ten for the weekend of the twelfth to the fourteenth of April. At number ten, we've got Missing Link. At number nine, we've got Us. At number eight, Little. At number seven, Pet Cemetery. At number six, Wild Rose. At number five, coming back hard, Captain Marvel. Makes sense, people. Makes sense. At number four, Hellboy. At number three, Wonder Park. At number two, Shazam. And at number one, Dumbo. And we all know this is going to look crazy different next week. And we're going to have a new number one. We know that. Come on, people. We know that. Okay. Let's uh, stop the talking and get with the reviews, right? All right. We're not hitting Avengers straight away. So let's go with a little new Netflix release. Actually, people, before we get to um, the reviews, um, a quick Disney press release. It will come as little surprise to most, but after a very quiet Easter box holiday weekend, data experts, applaudience, have forecast that Avengers Endgame will match the astronomical financial expectations set by the previous films and is set to become the highest grossing film of 2019 due to the very warm weather over Easter weekend and the prospect of Avengers Endgame launching in the following week. Ticket sales were desperately low last weekend without a single film making over the 1 million mark. This weekend's forecast, however, will make delightful viewing for cinema chains across the country with 3.25% with 3 of the entire UK having already purchased advanced tickets. As of midday today, a staggering 1,107... Wait, yeah, 1,007... I don't know. <laughs> one. Oh, no, I think that's a million. One million, one thousand, seventy-seven, six hundred and thirteen tickets have been brought for the Friday to Sunday screenings. And two million, one thousand, forty-eight, ninety-two sold over all days. As you, my maths is terrible, so... Whatever. This means that Avengers Endgame has already made 12.1 million in advance ticket sales over the box office weekend, with a further 10 million across additional dates, based on an average opening weekend ticket price of £10.20. Well, that's bullshit because cinema tickets are probably an average of 15 friggin' pounds. Um,. Yeah, so that, yeah, that shit. Applaudience have confirmed that Avengers Endgame will beat 
predecessor Avengers Infinity Wars hefty 29 million box office opening weekend in 2018. This will propel Avengers Endgame to 2019's number one and will take some feet to replace before the end of the year. Yeah, I I mean, that's pretty, pretty fair, I would say. You know what I mean? I think it's probably that and The Rise of Skywalker. Probably, the, you know, these are the most anticipated films of the year, I would probably say. So, um, yeah, no surprise there. All right, now that's done, we can get to the reviews. Okay, so it's a new week, and that means a new Netflix original film, basically. I mean, they're releasing a lot of new stuff. Um, and um, this week, it was Someone Great. This was written and directed by Jennifer Caitlin Robinson. And it was starring Gina Rodriguez from um, Something the Virgin. Something the Virgin. What the fuck is her um, TV series? It's um, Jane. Ugh. God, my memory, man. Jane the Virgin. Yes. Um, also, Brittany Snow. Uh who's pitch perfect yes um the wonder wise uh in the spike lee she's gotta have it um and lakeith stanfield who i think really broke out in um oh god damn my memory Oh my god, it was an awesome film I saw at the London Film Festival. Give me a second. Sorry to bother you. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm really surprised I can remember anything. There's also little cameos from Rosario Dawson and RuPaul in this. Um, <clears throat> so, essentially, the um, this is what the film is about aspiring music journalist Jenny who's played by um, Rodriguez has just landed her dream job an iconic magazine and is about to move to San Francisco rather than do long distance her boyfriend of nine years Nate who's played by Stanfield decides to call it quits to nurse her broken heart Jenny gathers up her two best friends, Erin Wise and Blair Snow, for one outrageous last adventure in New York City. Um, yeah, uh, Someone Great is a hilarious, heartfelt story of friendship, love, and what it means to let go of your 20s and enter adulthood okay so yeah i don't know there's some interesting stuff in this in this film i felt because i don't know like there's a lot of stuff that is very over the top you know, a lot of the acting is is crazy. You know what I mean? It, it, they're playing it to the ninth degree. You know, um, but the you know, I, I I feel like the story is it's it's a story we all know. We have seen it many a time in films. Uh, you know, it's like people breaking up and then trying to get over that breakup. Sometimes they get back together, sometimes they don't. But there's always this arc of discovery in it. You know what I mean? 
and then other characters who are, are in this they usually get kind of drawn in and their lives get rediscovered and you know looked at they have epiphanies along the way as well you know so we've seen this before and this is exactly what we have here it's nothing new there is nothing new in this film it is fun i'll definitely say look it's fun um it's just a shame it couldn't have been pared down a bit you know i think if it could have just been a little bit more serious you look when when i say serious i don't mean it doesn't have to be dramatic but everything was like oh my god yo you go you go you go oh 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 you know what i mean it was just that all the time and that's not how we act that's not like you walk in a room and it's just like yo 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 look at me people what what you know you don't that's not every moment like you know I mean though you, you might do those things as a joke every now and again or a one-off kind of thing but it's not every single scene every single moment so if they could have pared it down because it this film had its moments that you know when it really centered on certain things it it kind of really kind of i think focused in to how you feel at a certain point in time you know so there was this but as i said look like the craziness that overshadowed everything else and that seemed to be the thing it was just like how crazy can we make this you know it it wasn't like all right we're gonna tell this 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 story this sweet story or or this story of how you know jenny kind of finds herself you know her individuality instead of looking at herself as you know just part of a thing no they didn't that wasn't the intention the intention was the seem to be how crazy can we get and i feel that kind of hurts the film i mean one of the things that you know definitely kept things popping for me was the soundtrack you know what i mean that was yeah definitely one of the big bits because there were some ah you know what I mean? great tracks great tracks on here you know i think we, we had stuff like truth hurts from lizzo um international players anthem you know what i mean by ugk uh supercut from lordy you know I mean? like some great tracks and i think that was one of the things that kind of underpinned you know th- th- this film that kept my interest you know like the acting was fine like when you actually had acting you know i think all the like everyone you know look because these are good actors this is the thing these are good actors gina lakeith britney dawanda they're all great actors it's just a shame they weren't able to really act all the time and it wasn't just like hyper 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 but as i said look there were sweet moments in this and like one of them was just this at the very end of the film um jenny was 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 writing something and this is what she wrote 
Do you think I can have one more kiss? I'll find closure on your lips and then I'll go. Maybe also one more breakfast, one more lunch and one more dinner. I'll be full and happy and we can part. But in between meals, maybe we can lie in bed one more time. One more prolonged moment where time suspends indefinitely as I rest my head on your chest. My hope is if we add up the one mores, they will equal a lifetime and I'll never have to get to the part where I let you go. But that's not real, is it? There are no more one mores. I met you when everything was new and exciting and the possibilities of the world seemed endless. And they still are for you, for me, but not for us. Somewhere between then and now, here and there, I guess we didn't just grow apart, we grew up. When something breaks, if the pieces are large enough, you can fix it. Unfortunately, sometimes things don't break. They shatter. But when you let the light in, shattered glass will glitter. And in those moments, when the pieces of what we were catch the sun, I'll remember just how beautiful it was. Just how beautiful it will always be. Because it was us and we were magic forever. And that's beautiful. You know, that's just just a sentiment in that. It's lovely. But that doesn't represent the film. And that's the shame of it. Because if that was the film, ah, this would have been lovely. You know what I mean? This would have been something. As in the title, it would have been something great. But it it wasn't. So, having that come at the very end, it did feel a bit weird because it didn't fit the complete tone of the film. So, that was the thing. But, you know, if you want just a crazy film, you know what I mean, which is just over the top, then you'll, you'll enjoy this. But if you want something a bit more pared down, if you want something kind of like, um, yo, I'm going to say it because I loved it, man. Unicorn Store. You know, this isn't that film. But, hey, if you want if you want something to put on and not think too deeply, yo, this is all you for real. And as I said, it's got a great soundtrack. So, hey, it's on Netflix, so you can watch it anytime. But this is Someone Great. Um, written and directed by Jennifer Caitlin Robinson, starring Gina Rodriguez, Lakeith Stanfield, Brittany Stone, Snow, and Dawanda Wise. Check it out. Okay, now before um, you know, I went to see Endgame. They they were showing. Um, Infinity Wars, so it was, a, a, you know, an Avengers double bill, two films for the prize of one, you can't beat that, right, so I was like, alright, let me, let me go, and um, ah, I, I, I'm glad I did it, because there was, there's things that I remembered um, about the film, like, which was slightly off, and stuff that I'd completely forgotten about. And um, I think Avengers Infinity War, it was kind of crazy. Because if you think about it, it just shouldn't have worked. It shouldn't have worked as a film. Because the amount of characters in that film, it was crazy. 
Because when you look at um, Superman, Batman, that film, it, it didn't work. There was too many characters and it wasn't a huge film. Suicide Squad didn't work. And when you compare those casts to Infinity War, they didn't even come close. So there was, like, after we'd seen these films, there was a fear. Do you know what I mean? There was a, a distinct fear that, oh, God, will this work? You know what I mean? Will this work? And you, you like, the way they did it, I think it was, the, it, like, it was... The only way to do it, if you kind of break it down, if you think about it, like, it it makes sense, Uh, you know, because we, we focus on one group, and then it cut to another group, then it cut to another group, before it kind of all comes together, but every time it went to another group, it felt very poignant, you know, it, it, it didn't feel like it was just a throwaway moment, just there, so we could look at certain characters, you know what I mean, it, 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 you definitely kind of was like, okay, no, this is here for a reason, this means something, which was great, so that's a big thing, and I think it's the only film I can really think of, that kind of directly followed on from another film, like directly, as if you think about Thor Ragnarok, the Asgardians are in the ship, and they're flying off to, you know, they're thinking possibilities, and then Infinity Wars start, and you're like, oh, well, that didn't turn out well at all, did it? But that was great because, you know, it like it was a real nice little payoff for anyone that had seen Ragnarok. And, and so you're just like, oh, this is good. And it answers that question of how did they do, you know, because we directly see it. And it was the perfect introduction for Thanos because we got to see how bad arse he was, you know, because he's just, you know, they're just slaughtering people, and not just people, these are Asgardian gods, you know what I mean, like, Asgardians, so even, you know, because it's just like the warriors, uh, most of the warriors weren't there, but, even so, even a normal Asgardian, you have to feel, is probably better than a normal human, like, tougher than a normal human, they're still imbued with godliness, and for Thanos and his crew, just to wipe them out like that, you, you are straight away on notice, and then, you know, he's manhandled for, um, you know, like, everyone that was there, uh, Hemdall, you know, just wiped him, then Loki, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, this is crazy, but then the Hulk comes, and you're like, okay, okay, (laughs) oh, he fucked up now, and then you're like, he toyed with the Hulk, what the fuck, so straight away, you're like, Thanos is a legitimate, and like, just a straight up threat, as you know, he's been teased in all the films leading up to this point, but you were just like, alright, you know, like, how, like, how will they do this, you know, like, how much of a threat will he be? And, you know, Thanos is so dominating because you compare him to the other characters and he's huge. He's huge, he's tall, you know, so it it was just like, oh. So you have this. And then you've got the characters 
as I said, look, so everyone's trying to, um, yeah, like, go, right, we need to stop him, and so people are on quests to get the stones, but they don't know that everyone is on, like, these same missions, which was, like, a nice little scene between the Avengers and the Guardians, uh, so you have all of this kind of stuff and it's all building up to a point but even with all these characters you're still having these human elements like you have spider-man and uh, tony stark you know those nice moments which you know because you think about the time that they're on the screen so it's not like a whole you know, we, we haven't got a whole film to build this, not even half a film to build this, but they were still able to put in these points, you know what I mean, like Tony trying to go, Peter, you need to go home, this is too crazy, you need to go home, you know, so you have all of this stuff happening, and it's just like, oh man, but you know, there's, there's still some humour going on, like with um, Thor and, and Peter Quill, uh, which was funny, like straight up funny, like, ah, nice, but the film has this, this tone and this edge to it, like, okay, we, you know, this has to work, this is the last toss of the dice, and we're kind of thinking, all right, how is this going to end? Because we know there's another film coming, right? So we know there's Avengers 4 coming. But how, you know, so how are they going to end Infinity Wars? How, yeah, like, because, you know, when in the comics with the whole Infinity, um, you know, the Infinity War and that kind of thing, there, there's Thanos goes for it, but then he gets stopped. So if you're calling it Infinity War, does that kind of play the whole story? Are we going to have Thanos kicking butt, but then at the last minute they stop him, and then the next film is the next attempt? Like, what is going to happen? How are they going to make this work? So that's the thing, like, all the time, you're like, all right, they, yeah, they've got to stop him at the end, right? They're going to do that. So, you have these huge battles, like the Wakanda battle was just crazy. And especially when it's just like, wait, they're going to flank us. If they flank us, we're fucked. Well, what do we do? Open the force field. And you're like, wait, what? Wait, what? It's fucking insane. No! you can't do, no, and, and so you're like, oh my god, what is happening here, so we have these moments, and like the effects, the effects were crazy, you know, the, the effects were straight up crazy, and they do not look bad, like they look like this is some real shit going on, like, yeah, you know, this is real event, aliens have come to Earth, you know, you, you buy all of it, because it looks so good, like, the score playing, everything is building, everything is working in unison, to immerse us in this story, and it's fantastic, like, we have all these cool little moments, like in Edinburgh, the train's pulling away, and then on the other side, you see Nomad, I'm, I'm assuming Cap is Nomad in this, and so we see it, and it's just like, oh, shit, that's so cool, and, and these moments are like, uh, like Kim Wakanda, and he's, uh, uh, you know, and T'Challa's like, and somebody get him a shield. Like, oh, god damn it, man. Yes. And so, you know, the expectation is building and it's building and it's building. And all the time we're thinking, okay, 
it, it's got to get to the moment where they finally stop him. We've got to get to that moment, right? Because, you know, you can't end the film, but they do. And you're like, oh, shit. But you think about it, the, the emotional attachment and the way it just pulls and wrenches at you when we see all of this go down, just people disappearing, and you're like, wait, no, wait, so he's gone, wait, he's gone, wait, oh shit, all of the, who's there, wait, who is left, people, who is left, no, and it was just, like, oh my god, and then we have, you know, the cut scene at the end with Fury and, um, um, like, Cody Smothers, I forget her name in the film, that's irritating, but we have Fury and Cody, and, you know, she disappears, you're like, oh, shit, and then Fury gets out the page, and you're like, oh, what, who's he gonna, who's he gonna contact, and as it falls to the floor when he disappears, Captain Motherfucking Marvel's logo appears, and you're like, oh, shit, and it's incredible, that, that, that moment, like, we've already been on a roller coaster, we have already been through the goddamn ringer, and then we see Carol Danvers' logo, and everyone goes insane, I remember the first time I saw it, everyone in the cinema went crazy, and it happened again, you know what I mean, everyone has seen this film at least once, you know that's gonna happen, and it still ignites everyone, because you're like, yes, they've got a chance, people, they've got a chance, and if you think that they're able to make you feel this stuff, they're able to invoke these emotions in you, that's incredible, you mean, that's incredible, because everyone tells you, you know, like, Look, the Oscars try and tell you, like these award shows try and tell you, comic book films aren't shit. They're okay. We'll give them awards for special effects, maybe the soundtracks. Alright, we'll throw them something for the costume designs. But, you know, they, they try and disparage the storytelling. But how many other films have made you feel the way Infinity Wars made you feel, how many can do that to you, it's not many films man, it's not many writers, it's not many directors, it's not many actors that can put on such performances, so you know, it's setting a precedent, it set the bar at such a level that end game, oh, it's got to be something else, it's got to be something else, so, now it's time to find out, right, it's time to find out, how is this gonna play out, how the fuck is this gonna end, alright, so buckle up, people, so it is finally here, Man, I, I've been waiting for this for so long, but I've just got back from the screening of Avengers Endgame. Woo, you know, like Infinity Wars, this is directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. Uh, it's written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. And, um, yeah, 
It's starring everyone. You know what I mean? Like, everyone. It's, it's, you know, I'm not even going to go through um, the list because, you know what I mean? No spoilers. But, you know, Tony Stark for Steve Rogers. They're in it. Thanos. <laughs> and um yeah so after the devastating events of avengers infinity war the universe is in ruins with the help of remaining allies the avengers assemble once more in order to undo thanos's actions and restore order to the universe this is the grand conclusion to 22 films like that's the crazy thing 22 films that is crazy right and when you know see this is the thing so we have known this is it this is tying Everything up, phase one, phase two, phase three. That's a big task. And with the way the last film ended, it was just like, what the fuck happens? Because, I mean, obviously, look, we all knew, and anyone that reads a comic knows, you know, dead isn't always dead. And... The, and when we we've seen some of the films that have been announced already, so there's the Spider Man, Far From Home, you know they've already talked about doing the the second Doctor Strange, the second Black Panther. So there's certain characters that you're like, oh, obviously these people will be back. You know, there's word of another four film, so there's this understanding that okay. Something has to happen in this new film that allows these other things to happen. But how do you do it? How do you do it that doesn't come off cheap? How do you do it that flows from the events of the last film? You know, it has to have a payoff. Because we've all seen, you know, the disaster films that just just felt rushed, just felt terrible, like, look, no jabs or anything like that, but Justice League, Dawn of Justice or whatever it was called, just didn't work, it just didn't work, like, they were trying to cram too much into one film, and there was too many characters, so, knowing that, and knowing how grand this film had to be, you know, there, there was a worry. For sure, there was a worry. Yes, we know they pulled it off with Infinity Wars. But the question is, could it be done again? You know what I mean? <laughs> Lightning doesn't always strike twice, right? But, you know, whoo, gotta say, man. Yo, they did it. It it was done. It was done, people. For real. It's like... The film has the perfect... Just the perfect intro. And the perfect feel. Because... It has to have this gravitas to it. Look, our characters have been kicked. They've been beat. They lost. They lost. So, there, there has to be, that has to be reflected. You have to feel that. You have to feel the remorse. You have to feel the pain. But see... 
some determination, see them grasping at straws, trying to find the lighthouse in the dark, trying to, you know what I mean, find answers, work out a way to reverse things, that all had to be there, and we had to believe it, see this is the big thing, it's all well and good showing something, but do you buy it? Do you believe it? And you really do. Like the way you see certain characters, you know. He, I just, I'm just gonna say Big Lebowski. <laughs> it, it's, it's just like, man, it, everything resonates in the perfect way. We see resentment. There's got to be resentment. You mean certain characters haven't seen each other in a long time. So it can't just be, hey, bud, yo, let's go do it. You can't be that. Can't be that. But, you know, we, we've got what? I think this film... It was, um, I think, like three hours. Yeah, a hundred and eighty-one minutes. So yeah, that's three hours. Well, three hours and one minute. So you've got this amount of time to put everything in place and and have it, you know, what I mean, fit and work. And it, it really does. It really does. So you have the beginning, which worked, but then you know you take it from there. So how do you then move the story on? And yeah, they find a great a great way because we've seen certain things in other films, so we know. You know, certain triggers for characters. You know, you like you give you show someone something, and it's not just gonna stop there. So we know that. So the the, the way everything was instigated made perfect sense, and just seeing the um the working of trying to come up with a solution was great that was fun that was a lot of fun and then when that happens it's just like oh okay okay but see the big thing was it was just like all right everything is moving man so a plan's there okay all right yeah this is all going very well so when like as we all know nothing is perfect right so all of the cracks make sense you know what I mean if everything this is the thing everything makes sense and like the things that happen like they're surprises for sure I don't, like, I haven't watched the trailers, so I don't know what really was shown in the trailers. But from what I saw on the screen, like, all the cracks, as I say, look, the surprises are there. And they work. You know what I mean? It doesn't look like, ugh, Dust Machina just appearing to try and fix a solution. There was none of that. It, like everything worked perfectly And um, there's these moments Throughout the film there's these moments Like that just work so well Just work so well Like you, you know what I mean you, you see these certain scenes These certain images And it's just it's just perfect man and they just th these feelings build up in you you know you you like there's this excitement 
like this happiness sometimes it's sadness but it, it's a feeling that resonated throughout the cinema everyone in the auditorium you know because you you felt the oh or oh no and and this is like every like all of these feelings were, were felt by everyone so it just shows that the Russos just hearing and everyone else they did they just got all these points perfectly and so we're, we're you know we're, we're having all these things having all of these moments and nothing felt forced you know there, there, there's this there's this great bit towards the end and it would be easy to go, oh, obviously you're going to put all of them together, huh? you know, it's just the way the times are going, right? But no, it, it, it was just like this, it was just this, this, this lovely moment and all these characters just came and you're just like, oh shit, and every time a new character stepped in, you're like, oh shit, and and it just was such a feel-good moment, all of that, there's little reunions at the end that were just perfect, they were just great moments, I think one of them did act as a precursor to what we I think we all knew was going to happen but it was it was just a lovely little moment it was a lovely little moment and um you know what one thing and I haven't meant I didn't mention it but I'm look I'm, I will say it in in a film that as I said that there, there was there was remorse there was regret there was anger there was fear you know what I mean there was depression there was definitely a lot of depression you know there was all of this stuff in in like the third the first third for real but there was so much humor there was so much humor in this film that was it was kind of crazy, because you're thinking, how the fuck can we be laughing right now, you know, how, how, how can this work, how can humour work in this time of just, you know what I mean, overarching craziness and sadness, how can the humour work, but like, you you wouldn't say that it was forced, you know, it reminded me of um, Blade, because the thing that I thought Blade did well, and, and, and it wasn't like the Batman, the, you know, the Timber and Batman films, and some of the early comic book adaptations, where a lot of the time the humour was very forced in those films, in Blade, it was just a natural flow, it, it felt like, you know, just real life, you know, sometimes in these crazy situations, like, you're looking for something just to chuckle at, you know what I mean, or, or, or there's, you have people that are trying to cheer people up, or, or, you know what I mean, they're just trying to kind of find a way out, of this kind of, you know I mean, just clinging, clinging sadness and oppression, so even though you're like, wait, wait, what's going on, why am I laughing, this is crazy, it, it worked, and it worked really well, it just fit with the flow, at no point were you just like, oh god, damn it, they need to stop with this, this is so false, this is so fake, no, not at all, it, it was, um, yeah, it was great, 
It was great. And so the film and it's moving. And that, you know, we, we have like a great comic book story has. There's these big, there's these moments of sacrifice. There's these moments of, you know, putting others before yourself. And, and that was, you know, it just really anchored the film, you know, it really made you kind of see, the, you know, how important all of this was for them, you know, and, and, yeah, that would, that was really important moments really important for the film and the flow of the film and the conclusion of the film you know like all of this worked but one thing that I was I didn't expect at all and I don't what well, I'm not gonna say too much but it was the intricacy of the storytelling there was moments of it that were just you don't see it in comic book films i can't really think of a comic book film where they've done this before and the, the like the one person i remember seeing him do it and just thinking to myself this was such masterful storytelling and it was Stephen Moffat with his run on Doctor Who with um James McAvoy as the doctor like well i'd say it was the end of of David Tennant and Stephen McAvoy's run because you know you were just like this is the way it was all built, the way everything tied together, you were just like, how the fuck did that happen? How did they do that? That's just, that must have taken so much planning. And I'd, I'd probably say it's the second third of this film. You just, you're sitting there and you're watching the story unfold. And it's just, how are they doing this? It's like, did they reshoot? Like, have they, is this CG? Like, how have they done this? This is just fantastic storytelling. It was just fantastic, incredible storytelling. And you're just sitting there amazed like there's so much to this film there's so many components and so many different styles and at no point do you feel this is too much they're doing too much they're they're forcing too many styles they're forcing too much too many different voices this is like they need to just find a lane and stick to it you, you never think that because it just works so well. Works so well. And the end. Man. It, like the end. It was incredible. It was because. Oh shit. What can I say? Um, okay. Well, look, we all know, even though this is the conclusion, it would give us hints to what is to come. And look, if if you are a Marvel Comics fan, then you will be so pleased with the, some of the things that are hinted at here. You will be so friggin' pleased. Because they were things I felt that we wondered about when you were looking at certain contracts and stuff like that. 
So you're kind of thinking, okay, so how does this then get handed over? How would this be resolved? And the things we see, it's just like, oh, oh, that was, that was magnificent. That was, that was well played, well played. And there's still, like, it still hasn't, you know what I mean, put certain people to bed. They're still there. They're still there. But, hey, bring your tissues. That's all I can say. Because there's, there's, a, there's a line, you know what I mean? And you wouldn't think it would make you feel just so oh god damn it you know what I mean you just feel your eyes water up it's just like I love you 3000 god damn it man it, it, it was just perfect it was, it was just when it was said it, it was just like oh god damn it man god damn it but you feel so happy you come out of the cinema feeling fulfilled, content, like eager, eager for what's to come and just overwhelmingly happy, happy that you got to be a part of this journey, happy that after 22 friggin' films, you were not let down. Happy that your these characters actually had story arcs. You know what I mean? There, there wasn't anyone. You, you can't say anyone was two-dimensional. Like everyone had. I mean, the 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 most two dimensional person is Wanda, but she still has depth. You know what I mean? So you're you're just happy that everyone had a story and had stuff to do. Yeah, you you look people seriously. You will not be disappointed. Avengers Endgame is the film you've been waiting for, is the film we've deserved, it's the film to tie everything together, so go see it, go have fun, go enjoy yourselves, and just, yeah, let this, let this wash over you, man. I mean, I I will say probably a second viewing, probably a second viewing for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. but it, it yeah, because there's so much, there's so much, and just be prepared to smile because, as I said, look, there's so many of these moments that will make you smile so much like just grinning big motherfucking grins so be ready be ready with those tissues and uh yeah enjoy the ride people avengers endgame in cinemas now go watch it go watch it and be happy Okay, people, I hope you've enjoyed the reviews. You know, I, I tried to make it that so I didn't drop any spoilers or give too much away just with the things I was saying and describing. Because, you know what, like, I don't watch um, trailers because I don't want... You know what I mean? The surprise and the shock and, you know, those, those certain elements ruined for me. And so I don't want to do it for you. So I hope I was able to express my feelings on the film without giving anything poignant away. Um, because, you know, it's not fair. 
and and I want everyone to be able to see these films how they should be seen. I, you know what I mean? That enjoyment, that shock, that, you know what I mean? Awe as all the stuff appears on the screen, right? So, but, you know, I, I hope they were um, useful, okay? So, let's hit a little bit of news, and then we're going to bounce, all right? So, um, J.R. Tolkien, you know what I mean? He, he did The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, The Silmarillion. His work has been ad- adapted a lot, you know, in books. There was a cartoon. There's been the, f- the, the blockbuster films. Amazon have a series coming. Um, you know what I mean? Because he, he was a, such a great writer. And, you know, like... I, I don't know if everyone knows, but it was just like The Hobbit came from a, a kind of story he told his kids. The Lord of the Rings came from his his love of language and his experiences in the war. Well, a new film starring Nicholas Holt as the young Tolkien is soon to hit the screen. But the Tolkien estate isn't really down with it they issued a short statement um in uh, the guardian newspaper the other day it's just like we wish to make clear that we did not approve authorize or participate in the making of this film we do not endorse it or its contents in any way like they're saying that they're not gonna they're not looking to press any legal action but they just they don't really want to be attached to the film um the studio fox searchlight put out their own statement saying we are so proud of um, Dom Karuski's film, Tolkien, which focuses on the early years of J.R. Tolkien's extraordinary life and does not depict subject matter from his novels. While we did not work with the estate on this project, the filmmaking team has the utmost respect and admiration for Tolkien and his phenomenal contribution to literature. To be honest, like I've seen clips, I've seen clips of this film. I, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad the estate wasn't involved. I'm just gonna say that. You know what I mean? I haven't watched it, so I, I don't want to say, you know. Um, because, you know, I, I could be wrong, but, uh, it didn't look great, didn't look great, but hey, who knows, maybe it will surprise people, okay, so last week, we, um, talked about the fact that Disney had scrapped the, um, Mouse Guard film, but I believe it has been picked up, okay? Um, but that's not the only film that has been um, scrapped. So, uh, Paul Greengrass had a film called News of the World, um, which has gone to Universal. And Angie Thomas, the author of um, The Hate You Give, and she's got a new book on the come up, which is being made into a film that has now gone to Paramount. Um, and a few other films are believed to be, you know, what I mean, on the on the verge of being cut. But other films that are looking safe, the Avatar films. The new Kingsman film, film called Fear Street, West Side Story, Free Guy, and the new Porro film, Death on the Nile. Um, 
I mean, it makes sense. You know what I mean? It makes sense. Like, when you look at the output of Disney, the fact that they pared it down and they're just looking to release big films and kind of tentpole films, you know, like, the hate you give didn't make a lot of money. And, oh, I did not like it. <laughs> I saw it at the London Film Festival. It wasn't for me. My friend loved it. She thought it was fantastic. I didn't like it. So I can see why that had to go. The new one on the come up. But, you know, hey, it, it at least these films are getting picked up by other studios. So they are not just disappearing. You know what I mean? So we had that. But, you know, sticking with Disney and moving back to Marvel, which seems fitting to end on this. Endgame is out. You've heard the review. Um, and the thought was that that would be the, 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 the last film of Phase 3. But Marvel Studios president, president Kevin Feige has... S- said now that Spider-Man Far From Home will be the last film of Phase 3. It will be a, um, a, uh, like, what do you call it? A eulogy? Um, yeah. I think that's what you, um, that's what you call it, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, but it, it, you know what I mean. It, it, if you think no, not a you, it wouldn't be a eulogy, would it? No, that's kind of um, yeah, that that's that's not the right word. The um, but the thing that comes after the epilogue, Jesus man, yes, it will be the epilogue to um, phase three, which makes sense. So now. Phase 4 can really be announced with a bang. You know, because it doesn't kind of make sense to have it be the first of Phase 4. Because they haven't announced Phase 4. So, um, yeah. Makes sense. Look, Very much looking forward to it. And it's coming out around my birthday. So, what, what? Um... Yeah, that's going to be awesome. So, uh, July the 2nd, Spider-Man Far From Home will close out the MCU Phase 3 and this epic journey we have been on. 23 films, people. 23 goddamn films. How crazy is that? Alright, well, go out. Enjoy Avengers, but you you know you need to see it. You need to see it quick before all the crazy spoilers are out. Um, because I hear there is a little bit of leaked footage floating around, so avoid that and just go in fresh eyes and watch it. You won't be disappointed. It's incredible. So enjoy it, have fun, and we'll catch up next week in Echo Chamber. Peace.